Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome to Life Simplified, where we try to make life a little easier by turning research-based information into everyday life hacks. So today, we're going to be sharing a few nuggets of information on budgeting for the holidays. We all want to make the holidays the best that we can for our families, but sometimes we fall into the trap of spending way too much money or maybe trying to keep up with the Joneses or your neighbors or uh, maybe even social media trends that you may see. So when thinking about what we're spending, thinking about the food, the presents, the travel, the fuel, you know, where we're going, the decoration, all those things add up and they add up quickly. So today we're going to be looking at just general tips to save money during the holidays, talking about giving experiences instead of gifts, and then ways that we can save money and um, when preparing food for the holidays. So we're going to start off by talking about money tips for the holiday seasons. So what are some typical things that you all spend money on during the holiday seasons that aren't gifts? Decorations. And then also, so it's not a gift per se, but I very much fall into that cliche family of we like to have our matching Christmas jammies. And I don't feel like it's really a gift because it's not like they open it as a present. Um, we get them, we all wear them. It's fun, but it's expensive. There's five of us and five sets of PJs gets gets a little bit extra, but and I've deemed it a family tradition now, so I feel like I'm stuck with it. So, yeah, I think that's a big one for me. I think gifts are our main one, but food. If you're going somewhere, are you taking a dish? Are you the one hosting the meal? But food can be a pretty big expense. And around the holiday season or when children are also home from school, so they're eating more snacks. So mine, uh, I think, is Christmas cards. Uh, I still do the traditional send it in the mail, put a stamp on it Christmas card. And that adds up if you think about it. Not a lot of people still do it, but I don't know. It's just my thing. Um, but stamps are outrageous and they seem like they keep going up every year. And then, of course, I'm like, oh, I want to put pictures on it. It can't just be like, you know, one of those ones you buy at the store. Sometimes I have to be a little extra. Um, but that adds up. And, and if you're not prepared for that, you know it 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 really does go fast your money does yeah um, we we do that too the cards and the worst though is when you you order them and then you get so busy that you're like sending and it ends up being like a happy new year card because <laughs> yeah. we didn't get it to you in time but we spent the money so you're gonna get it so enjoy but I think also and these are gifts but what really sneaks up on me the most and really, I think, adds up, even if you try to be economical about it, are those smaller gifts 
um, for maybe not family, but like those teacher gifts and coworker gifts where they're people that you spend a lot of time with and you appreciate and you want to show them that appreciation. But I can look up in between three kids and, you know, having a lot of coworkers in my office, that can be 20 plus small things. And even if you spend $5 a piece, that really adds up and gets into a budget. So it's it's a gift, but that can get away from me pretty quickly. Yes, definitely. So that really uh, points out that without planning or making like a realistic budget for you and your family, maybe you sometimes can go into debt or spend more than you really were planning on doing. So kind of like everything else that we've really talked about is just planning ahead is really the key. So uh, when you maybe our listeners heard, man, we're already talking about the holidays and spending money. Well, this is why, um, because of these things, because it adds up and adds up quickly. But if we plan ahead, maybe start purchasing some things now versus waiting to the last minute, um, we can save some extra money. I just want to talk about a few things about planning ahead. So make a list of expected holiday expenses. So again, think about those things that are gifts, but those non-gift things like cards, the different holiday gatherings, those office parties. Are you going to have to pay for an overnight stay somewhere? Are you going to have to drive farther? Like for me, um, we have to drive four hours to get to our family. And if you think about during the holidays, that adds up a little because you've got fuel, uh, snacks if you don't take snacks along the way. And so just thinking about those things. Just grocery shopping in general, as well as if you're purchasing foods to take somewhere, whatever you're going to be making. Uh, gifts for gift for your neighbors. Um, also, if you donate to charities. Sometimes there's uh, more opportunities to donate to charities during the holidays, and that may be a tradition that you do, but you want to actually make sure that's in your budget as well. So again, when we're making those budgets, we want to make sure that they're realistic, that it's something that you can handle. And we've talked about budgets before, I talk about making monthly budgets or bi-weekly budgets. So I encourage you to sit down with your family, even if you have those already pre-existing budgets, to make one specifically for the holidays. And make sure you're keeping record of the money that you spend. And so whether that's keeping your receipts or, you know, writing them down in your, your checkbook registry, uh, whatever that may be, because it can get out of hand if you spend a few dollars here and a few dollars there and you're not keeping track of it. So that's one thing is you want to just make sure that you're keeping track of everything. Thinking about the wrapping paper and the gift bags and the cards or uh, the tags that go on, you know, all those little things, again, always add up. So here's just ideas on ways to reduce holiday spending. So instead of giving gifts to everyone, so if you get together as your family, if you have a lot of brothers and sisters or friends, or maybe um, someone mentioned their coworkers, giving your coworkers gifts, is there a way that you could maybe draw names or play a game where you just buy one gift and you all uh, work, play together, play a game and everybody gets a gift? Or is there somewhere you can all chip in money and donate to somewhere. Uh, just a different way to look at giving gifts other than buying everyone individually a gift. Could you have homemade decorations or something homemade that you could share with the people that you're giving your gifts to? 
consider giving experiences and we'll dive a little bit more into this uh, in our next section, but just thinking about, is there something that you can do related to that instead of a gift? Or if you're giving them a gift, can it be a practical gift? So something that they really need that they can use. Uh, It may not be something that they want, uh, like clothes or socks. You know, sometimes you're always like, man, I really wanted something else. But if it's a practical gift, I think that uh, my father-in-law is really good at doing that. He'll buy us like um, a gallon jug of windshield washer fluid for our cars. Like, I'm like, you know what? That's great because I will use it. Uh, So just gifts like that, that may be a little bit cheaper, but things that you can use, practical gifts. If you're a parent or a grandparent, uh, can you put money into a savings account for your children or grandchildren or uh, a college fund, you know, whatever it may be, uh, different things like that. Just thinking outside of the box in ways that you can do this to just save some money and be more innovative. And then also thinking about a lot of great deals happen, a lot of great deals happen uh, usually right before the holidays or after the holidays. So right now um, it's October, beginning of November, there may be some sales going on or uh, so just thinking about, is there things I can buy now that I can put back and save? Uh, Sometimes that can be hard if you're a gift giver, if you buy and you're like, man, I want to give it to them right now because that's me. I'm I'm really bad about that. Um, But also thinking about when Christmas or the holidays are over, can you purchase things that you can use next year? And that could be even the paper products like plates and napkins. If you like to decorate decorations buying those things uh, right after that event happens you can always save money that way yeah I think buying after especially decorations is huge Um, and I will say we built our house a couple years ago and so last Christmas was our first Christmas in our home but the Christmas before I knew we were moving in and I knew I needed a new Christmas tree a little bit taller one than what I had had in my previous house So I went and I bought my Christmas tree a whole year before I was ever going to even have a place to put the thing, but I got it like, I want to say it was like 65 or 70% off. Um, And it's a really nice Christmas tree. We got to use it last year and it, it saved us quite a bit of money doing that. So I do, especially wrapping paper, decorations, things like that after Christmas um, or after whatever holiday you're celebrating, there's always better deals. I do that too, especially with wrapping paper. And all of my wrapping paper has been purchased previously. And I've found that shopping for gifts, if I see something that is on sale and it fits the person that I have in mind. But Amanda, I also have a really hard time not only avoiding giving it to them yet, but remembering later that I already purchased it. So this year I've already started shopping And I've made a list of how much I've spent and what I have for them. And it's put away so I can't see it, but I can go to my list when I'm looking for all the other things and make sure that I remember to give that thing to that person. Yeah, exactly. And something we always make fun of my grandmother for this, but I was thinking about recycling. She'll always put bows on our presents. And we always take them off and give them back to her. And so it's always, uh, we always just laugh about it. We're like, make sure my mom gets her bow back. And then we'll try to figure figure out which gifts it was on last year. 
that it was on this year. And so we, uh, we do make a little fun of that, but uh, it works and it saves money, right? Now we're on the topic of gifts and just going back to what we talked about, about giving experiences instead of gifts. Is that something that you all have done before or maybe just the goal that you all have of this year? Yes, I love this. We have so many things. Like my kids do not need any things and I really don't need any things, honestly, but I value experiences. Like I think that that is what our memories are made of. So I like to do this. I have gifted things like gift cards to the movies or to, uh, you know, whatever kind of theme places nearby so that people can go experience and do what they want to do. And we've even, um, you know, I was just talking to my husband a week ago and thinking about the holidays coming up and what do our kids actually need or what would be better. And I was like, why don't we just plan a trip and take them on a trip and leave the day after Christmas and just have some time together while everybody is out of school or off work. And, and we haven't really like planned that out. So I don't, I don't know that it'll necessarily happen like that, but yes, I think experiences are really great. And then also like thinking about grandparents gifting to grandkids and the fact that we do have a lot of stuff and they don't typically need any more things. So I think along the lines of experiences is seeing if they would be willing to donate towards or chip in towards those extracurriculars that the kids are involved in. If it's, you know, dance lessons or um, new gear for whatever sport that they're in or a new instrument, if that's what they play, you know, just anything that can really um, add quality and value to something they're already active in and can also take that burden off the parents, I think is, is really would be appreciated and something that um, will be used and not just like, oh, this was fun for an hour and I tossed it in my closet and didn't pull it back out again. It's one of the things that I suggested to my parents that they give our families experiences rather than toys or presents because we're all, we are all have clean families and we're all very different and it's hard to know unless you are with somebody all the time, especially children, what they're into at the time. So giving experience gifts are awesome. And if you have different theme parks or zoos or something like that, a, a season pass to that is a great gift. Yeah. And I just remembered um, there's actually someone who's in, goes to church with me and her parents for her kids for Christmas, they give them these like, basically it's like an envelope for every month of the year for the following year. And it's like a prize. There's something in it. And sometimes it's bigger, sometimes it's smaller, but it's all kind of like based around those experiential things that we're talking about. But it lasts for the whole year and her kids get to choose when throughout that month they want to open that envelope and cash in whatever that monthly prize is and she'll post it um, on social media and it's so fun to watch her little boy be like this month it was an ice cream cone and you know the next month it was going to see this movie that I've wanted to see and the next one it might be we're going to go putt-putt as a family or you know just these different things that they can do but also the fact that it's spread out over time because I think we like throw all of these things at each other this one time of year and it's overwhelming and we don't really get to appreciate it. But like 
the creativity behind that, I think, is really neat and um, something that I think would be worth trying out. Hey, I just went and had a massage like a month ago that I had got for Christmas last year, and I almost let it expire. So keep track of the expiration dates. But I was like, it was nice. It was like you mentioned, you just said um, a gift that lasts all year long. So I did wait a little bit longer, but I still reap the benefits of it. I'm a very practical uh, far as gift giver because I'm not one of these that I'm just going to buy to be buying. Um, as you all know, far as listening to our podcast, I have three children and then I have two bonus children. And one year for Christmas, our oldest son, he does no longer live with us. He has his own house. And my other two bonus children, they all have their own homes. So one year for Christmas, I bought toilet paper, paper towels, and some food products for them. And you know, to last them for several months is what I done. You know, now I bought them other things that they liked, but that that's when I, that's what I gave them one year for Christmas, you know, and that only helps them also not having to purchase them things along the way. And I also gave good fun stuff, but I really like the ideal of the gift giving far as experiences. I really wish that I had thought about that whenever my kids was small because that would have been so much fun far as getting experience that with them. But now I have a granddaughter and I have one on the way, so I can do that with her. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, exactly. And um, you all talked a lot about um, spending time together and those memories. And I found a um, a poll done by CBS News in 2019, and it's it, the poll showed that 73% of the people who responded enjoyed spending time with friends and family preferred to compared to the 4% who received gifts. So, I mean, that was in 2019. And I know there's been a shift over the past couple of years, especially coming out of COVID um, to spend time together. And so I think that really hits that point for that. And I just wanted to talk a, like a few things about the benefits of giving experiences. Um, it helps you create connections like we've really talked about. Um, it can help you enhance a sense of self, whether that's for you enjoying the gift and the experience that you are giving or something maybe that you're receiving. As like I mentioned, uh, like my self-care uh, about a month ago when I did my massage. So uh, they're less wasteful if you think about it. And one thing that we always enjoy, they're less stressful on us because you can if it's even if it's a gift card or something you know things like that you can just go and get it and not have to shop and wait in lines and and do those things it's it's more convenient for you as the purchaser of course so that's all some little tidbits and so here's some just a few different ideas some that we haven't mentioned yet of experience gifts that you can give you could do new skills, whether it's a cooking class or a music, if someone wanted to learn music, music lessons, writing classes, woodworking classes, giving someone a gift of learning a new skill. It could just be a gift card to stay at a new location, somewhere they, that they've never been, a theme park, which we've mentioned, outdoor adventures, or indoor activities, which is great for those who have kids during the winter. If you were thinking about doing something like that, uh, just a way to get out of the house and do something a little different. I actually did this one this past year, which date nights. Um, I gave my sister and her husband a gift card to a restaurant they had never been to. And they 
just used it a few months ago and you know she just said hey and we're using your gift card and it was awesome and so they enjoyed that night out to themselves and then to try a new restaurant learning a new language annual memberships which we have mentioned before museums parks zoos different things like that or you could always do uh, spas or facials or something like that my mother-in-law good at she always gives my husband like five haircuts for the year she'll go and purchase so then he can you know just go get his haircut and not have to worry about it so just thinking about the little things that we do use every day that you could give so now we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about something that we all enjoy which is food uh so food during the holidays is always a highlight for me. I'm sure it is probably for many of you all. Um, sometimes people have the traditional meals. Sometimes they've switched to the charcuterie boards or got maybe even going out to eat, whatever that, that is. Uh, just thinking about ways that we can save money and time when we're preparing these things. So, of course, the best way, as we've mentioned, is planning. That's the big word for, for holidays, I think, but just plan. So planning your meals to minimize stress. So can you all think of any tips or anything that you all use to minimize stress if you're planning a meal or maybe even if you're just making a dish to take somewhere? At my grandma's house, we have the same meal each year. And on the Friday that everybody comes in, we have gumbo and pizza. And that's what we have done for years. And I think that makes it easy on, I mean, it's easy on me. I just show up and order pizza. But my grandmother plans that in advance. So I think that's helpful just knowing if it's the same thing, you're doing it every time. We have the same thing too, not as specific, more the traditional, um, especially like Thanksgiving foods, because no one will take me up on my idea to have a taco fiesta bar, but that's okay. That's another story for another day. But um, we do the traditional foods and we've kind of gotten into a routine where everyone kind of knows what they're bringing. Like we still check with each other, but everybody sort of brings the same things. So because we know in advance what we're going to do, I've gotten to where I really try um, to purchase ahead of time, specifically like larger things like the ham or turkey, because I have been like everyone else and waited till the last minute before and you either can't find it or you're paying a lot more for it or it just becomes a real struggle. And that is stressful to me. So I try to get my items about a month ahead and just already have it ready to go in the pantry or my ham outside in the extra fridge waiting on me or whatever that needs to be so that I'm not scrambling at the last minute and worried that I won't find things I need. I do the same thing, Tiffany, far as about buying it and ahead of events, especially since I know that I'm going to do it. Another thing that I started several years ago, my mom, we usually for Thanksgiving uh, get together with her side of the family, with her brothers and sisters and that. I started taking off the day before Thanksgiving because she usually does the big brunt of the cooking a lot of times. And as she's got older, she can, you know, can't do the things that she used to. So I always know the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I'm taking off work, you know, so I plan that I plan to see, okay, what can I do mom to take this off from you? Even the day of Thanksgiving, you know, the same thing with Christmas and that. So just trying to be 
prepare ahead of time and what can I purchase before, you know, that day comes. Yeah, exactly. And those are some great tips and they really fall into kind of what I was going to be sharing with everyone uh, to plan your dishes ahead of time. So something you can make early refrigerate and then maybe get out that day or if you freeze it, make it freeze it and then you can get it out. Something you can put in a crock pot. We all like those meals, right? You put it in there and then it's ready. Um, that's something I tend to try to to fall fall into when I'm doing those things. Speaking of a slow cooker, crock pot, I discussed this on the radio yesterday and that I would mention it in the podcast. She names her slow cooker. Does anybody name her slow cooker? No. Because now I've now named, we've now named ours. She inspired me, but. What did you name it? I need she to said, know. you need to talk about this on the podcast. So I said, okay, hey, you mentioned crock pot. Um, we named ours Dot. Dot the pot. Dot, dot the pot. No, I named my um <laughs> my my vacuum. My robot ra- vacuum is Rosie because clearly I'm a child that grew up in the 80s and 90s in the Jetsons. So I'm just saying. But I never thought about and I named my car too. So I do name things, but now my crock pot needs a name. I know. I got too, I got too many of them to name. I'm just sorry. <laughs> just pick your sizes. favorite. <laughs> Oh, then you, they can have all, they can be a family. Yes. What was hers? Barbara. Yeah. Barbara. <laughs> okay. So if you're listening and this is intriguing you as it is me, send us some ideas. I, I need to know what some clever crock pot, slow cooker, maybe in, maybe other small appliances that you have in your home or kitchen. Let's come up with some creative names. My my slow cooker typically is what houses my ham. So I think I, I need some kind of name that goes along with that. So I'll get back to you all. Well, I'll be thinking. Yeah, mine's red. So I may think of something. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've gave us a new idea. Thanks. Well, it didn't, it didn't come from me, but I told her we would discuss it. So there we go. <laughs> Never thought about that before. All right, so let's back on track to uh, talking about planning our meals. Something that I had never thought about before uh, is doing a progressive meal. So if you live with live around um, your family or friends or whoever, could you travel around to each other's houses and do appetizers at one and the a main course or even snacks, just driving around, spending time together, uh, adding a fun variety to a traditional way of, of doing things. We've done that, um, with, with friends and it's a lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun. Um, I think we did like appetizers and salads at one place or no, we did appetizers. Then we did salads and soups. Then we did main, main meal and then desserts. And by the time you get to desserts, you've eaten far more than you ever needed to eat. So this is not a nutrition lesson, but it is a lot of fun. So I do suggest it. You could also considering doing something completely different and just hosting a cookie making party or candy or a card writing party or hot chocolate party. Um, Just turning in that way, it's a little cheaper on everybody and you don't have to spend a whole lot of time in the kitchen preparing a lot of things. You can switch gears and do something different. You can always do a taco bar if that's something that your family's interested in doing. 
I encourage you to look in your cupboards, your pantries, your freezers, your refrigerators, whatever you have on hand before you make a decision about what you're going to make, because that way you're spending less money when you are, uh, when you're baking or making those foods. Take advantage of sales that go on. A lot of times, uh, like a few weeks before, they'll have turkey or ham or whatever that may be go on sale. Go ahead and purchase those items ahead of time. And then lastly, I just wanted to touch a little bit about um, using leftovers. And hopefully you all can share some of your all's tips on this. But uh, oftentimes we'll prepare these huge meals and you have so much food left over. You're like, I'm tired of eating all this turkey or all this ham or whatever it may be. Uh, what are some some things that you all do with leftovers that you all may have during the holidays? So something uh, that you could think about doing are like casseroles. Some people uh, take um, their leftover meat and things like that and do casseroles. I've made quesadilla out of turkey. We mainly do sandwiches. You know, I think we eat like leftover rolls and ham or turkey becomes a sam- little mini sandwiches or sliders the next day. I'm not the traditional kind of person when it comes to my immediate family, me and my children and my husband, because I usually do something completely different than usually turkey and dressing and that. We usually for Thanksgiving Day, like I said, at my mom's side of the family, we have the traditional, but then all the other times we do like their favorite dishes. And so then we eat on the rest of it for the rest of the week or the next day or whatever. So Sometimes you don't have to have the traditional food either for them type of holidays as well, because for Christmas at my mom's house, we go Christmas about 10 o'clock that morning and we have breakfast. And then that afternoon we have finger foods, you know, and me and my sister get in there and help her make these foods. So everybody just can eat whenever they want to. I really like going the non-traditional route. And one thing that we've done before, and we've done it a few times, and I think it's something I would like to do again, that's really, I think, pretty economical, especially if you have a group, is doing soups and having maybe like chili or potato soup or some just different kind of those comfort foods that you can leave in your slow cooker, whatever you name your slow cooker, you know, and you have to have multiple. So again, you can name all of them and be like, hey, um, Rosie has the potato soup. Check out Bob for the chili. I don't know. But, you know, it's something different. And again, like it's one of those things that can be left out for a while, warm in the in the slow cooker and people can kind of just graze a little, get it as they want to. And it's it's different because we usually do fill up on all those more traditional meals with all the different sides. And so I think by Christmas Day, I'm kind of over it. <laughs> like I need something different. No, yeah, I think those are great ideas. Thank you all for sharing. I hope that this podcast and our conversation has given you all some ideas and ways to save money this holiday season or new creative ways to have, whether it's a name your crock pot party or or maybe have a taco bar at your at your Christmas party, whatever that may be. Um, but I challenge you to start thinking about ways to save money, start creating your budgets, keeping track of what you're spending, and hopefully you will go into this season saving money versus spending more money than expected. Thank you all for joining us on today's episode of Life Simplified. 
Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.